your eyes to the skies. It's time for Spaced Out on 95PFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. Come in, Rob. Hello. Hey Rob, I hope you appreciated that uh, completely smooth transition from that song. <laughs> Extremely. We, that's why we get paid the big bucks, mate. Yeah. How's it going, Rob? James we do get to talk it's to well. the likes of well. the uh, Stardome. Sorry? What's going on? We're, we're still going. Yeah. We're, we've got shows. Nothing, sure. nothing has changed for us particularly. Probably maybe red to orange, orange to red, whichever way around it goes. Slight, we're still going. Slightly more, more kids or less kids at this stage? About the same, to be honest. Yep. Yeah, we haven't ha we haven't had any any particular change yet, but I guess we're, as with all of us, we'll see how everything goes. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now we're we're starting this afternoon. We're talking the James Webb Space Telescope, which we talked about the other day, with the weird big honeycomb dish on top of it. Yeah. Kind of looks like a, a like a star destroyer type ship with a. It does. It looks it looks more like a weapon than a. A telescope at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're saying yeah. it's arrived at its destination. Where was its destination, or where is its destination? So, it, so its destination is about one and a half million kilometers away. Mm -hmm. So it's nearly, it's about four or five times further away than the moon is. Okay. Um, and it's at a thing called Lagrange Point 2, which basically gets some very, very complicated sort of orbi orbital mathematics. Okay. But the long and short of it is, it's a nice stable point in space, so it doesn't need too much fuel to keep it where it is, and it also means it's got the sun, the earth, and the moon all on one side of it, so it can kind of face its heat shield that way and uh, essentially ignore all of us. Decent internet? It might be struggling Actually, that far not a bad question, yeah. probably. I don't know. It might get radio waves more likely than the net. Um, well, is it? Is it in like a safe spot for like debris? Do they consider that kind of stuff? Or can they even tell? Or they're like, oh man, whatever's flying around, they can't tell. Yeah. So it's not it's not a big problem because all the, all the junk that we've chucked up, in, up mm. into space is mostly, you know, spinning around. It's more like the ISS needs to worry about that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Oh, but no, I guess more like, you know, it's rocks. Rocks and, yeah, like like rocks meteors and whatever you want to call them. Oh, yeah. It, it really doesn't need to worry about that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, an astronomically small chance it would get hit by anything. Oh, uh, okay. Right. But yeah, even, even if you were going through the asteroid belt, you know, you would kind of think like it's Star Wars and they're just crashing into dodging. each other. And yeah. you have to, yeah. You could probably fly through the asteroid belt and not even see anything because everything's actually so, so spread out. Space is quite spacey, it turns out. It's quite it? spacey. <clears throat> the clue's in the name, isn't it? Do, <laughs> does anybody, just going back to the telescope itself, is there, yeah. is there much thought put into the aesthetics of it? Because if it does look like a Star Destroyer, is that kind of putting out a bad vibe if, say, an <laughs> alien cruises past? <laughs> They've seen Star Wars as well, obviously. Yeah. They're like, wow, mm -hmm. look at that thing. Well, just... Star Wars happened in a galaxy far, far ago yeah. or whatever. So. Maybe it's just an a extra deterrent in case somebody comes a bit too close. Do they really care about how it looks? Not really, eh? Yeah. It's no, just, not at all. Yeah, no. They just care if it works at this point. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. That's, what, that's the answer I wanted, to be honest. Yeah. So it's uh, at its destination, just ready to spring into action. And Is it start. on social media? Surely it's got an Instagram. Oh, yeah. It's got all sorts. It's obviously not conscious. Yeah, I think I think when it got to its uh, point and put out its whole sun shield, mm. its Twitter account blocked the sun and the earth and the, and the moon Twitter accounts just 
to make a point. <laughs> what? Fuck? Are you joking? That's got an agenda, probably. I, did, I think it did it. I don't yeah. know whether it yeah. changed its mind and yeah. let right. it back in, but yeah, uh, symbolically. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, the Ingenuity helicopter on Mars, we did talk about this quite a bit last year, but I, f- I feel mm. like it hasn't been on our radar for a couple of months now. It's just been grounded by a big old dust storm on Mars. What does that mean? Was it at home base? When it, yeah, uh, so the storm arrived? Yeah, so it's just sticking sticking close by to Perseverance. Mm. Um, and they were plan- planning to do a, a flight until they saw that it was a huge old dust storm. I don't know if Josh had talked to you guys about this, but the Opportunity mm. rover um, a few years ago, it was a huge dust storm that kind of finally killed off Opportunity because mm-hmm. it came along and dumped a load of dust and sand and blocked all of its solar panels. I yes. was wondering about that. Do they have like a little um, sort of R2 that can pop out and just wipe it all off? Or? I really hope so. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that was an especially like global dust storm right. and it was just one, one too many for opportunity. Mm. But ingen- Ingenuity is fine it's, uh, but they're very glad that they didn't take off because A, because of all the dust but also the atmospheric pressure went down mm-hmm. and if you've got less dense air the helicopter isn't going to work. True. Unfortunately. Is that yeah, helicopter so, nuclear powered or is it solar or might as well, I reckon on the nuclear yeah. front. Might as well. So so they could have um yeah, little tiny nuclear reactors, but solar is the easiest thing mm-hmm. um, for all of them. Because they can just cover the top of them with solar panels. But yeah, it's uh, it's made it the first the first kind of flight to be grounded because of weather outside of Earth. Interesting. So it's a, his, his, um, historic grounding, right? as it were. Did you know what sort of mission it was going to go on should it have had fine weather? So it sounds very underwhelming when you find out what the actual mission was. It was going to be 100 seconds of basically flying up kind of over the edge of a crater, having a look around and then going back. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be really, really short. Um, yeah, none of its flights are particularly long. And someone's controlling that from... So they pro- most of it will all be kind of programmed in, uh, yeah. um, because because there'll be such a like lag yeah, in yeah. Uh, controls. They just kind of set it going, press play, it will go off, fly around, so and then go back to where they want. Just type in the coordinates, and away you go. Right on. Easy. Yeah. But yeah, so it it should be back up in the next few days, because um, the dust storms all pass. So fingers crossed. Now, last year we talked about NASA welcoming in another 10 astronauts into their space program. Uh, Everybody you... still get a Corvette Stingray, or is that...? Fingers crossed they do. I've, I've seen some nice any... pictures of like the Apollo team with like the three of them have got Corvette Stingrays, and they're just posing. It's like the hey, really heyday so. of NASA. Yeah. They'll, probably, they'll probably get some deeply sensible cars these days. <laughs> deeply sensible? Won't be a Tesla, though, will it? Probably not. Oh, maybe. I mean, it definitely won't be anything Jeff Bezos. Yeah, right. Good point. Good point. Now, uh, NASA have figured out that with all their space missions planned, that they may actually need quite a few more astronauts. Oh, shit. Indeed. Yeah, so they've only got 44 Mm -hmm. at this point. Um, The most they had was about 150 about 20 years ago. But after the shuttle missions got stopped, loads of people retired. Right. So they need quite a lot more but it's made worse by they tend to assign astronauts to specific missions. So they can't just like chop and change them and, you know, rope somebody in at the last minute to 
to go on a yeah. big old mission. It's a bit you more compartmentalised. Yeah, someone's yeah. doing one thing, someone's doing another yeah. thing. Yeah, but it does mean that anyone who was a bit disappointed they missed out on this run sounds like they're going to be looking for plenty more over the next few years. Hmm. Does it yeah, mean that the one, they they sort of lower the bar a little bit so just maybe Big Hungry and I could get in? I think it's worth a shout. Speak for you yourself, never know <laughs> at this point. But they ha- yeah, the, the ones they've just got in, they probably won't go to space until 2025, they reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, g- get your application in now. You never know. Okay, nice, nice. You could be the next person on the moon. Now, uh, the ISS, you've seen us a story about the ISS ISS astronauts becoming archaeologists. Can you run us through the story? Yeah, so this might sound a bit weird to people because we just think of space as the future. But they've been up there long enough and they've been doing things that they've decided they need to kind of study the society, the micro-society that they've got up there. Mm -hmm. They're working out you know, what, what tools space people use and where they use them and how they use them and and things like this. So they've got a series of projects started, but the first one is essentially like dig sites. If you've ever seen a, you know, an archaeological site and they've got all these random holes all over the place and they're just studying this little bit, they're doing that on the ISS. Mm-hmm. They've taped out bits and they're taking photos of what tools appear where at what times. So it's, yeah, and then they'll try to sort of piece together how the society of astronauts actually works. Understand their own culture in space. Exactly, yeah. Document it. So, wow. So this is like, you know, nerdiness squared at this point mm-hmm. <laughs> of how much they're studying. But, uh, but yeah, it's one of, one of the, the last batch of astronauts that's taking charge of this one. So I don't know if it's something she is particularly there, particularly there for or she's just, you know, a good person in general. Mm. And uh, yeah. a, a film crew is headed back up to the ISS. Yeah, so we've gone from kind of one extreme of really nerdy, proper research stuff to they're going to attach a whole film studio to the side of the ISS. And Tom Cruise is going to go up. Are you serious? Obviously. Yeah. Are you he's, actually he's, serious right now? He's planning to go up. That's he was planning to go up in October and then, you know, it all got pushed back. But he's going to film some of his, his movie. Like MI7 or something? I really hope so. That'd be great. Wow. But but yeah, but they're going to build this. It's this company called Axiom, mm-hmm. who've kind of won the rights to do a lot of this private stuff with the ISS in the future. And they've decided, obviously, the best thing to do is just put a whole film studio on the side. So they're talking <laughs> about they might have concerts, <laughs> film movies, all sorts. But this is how you get the money up there, eh? You it create some is, kind yeah. of interest and then you yeah, just overcharge yeah. for tickets. Next thing. Oh, yeah. It's probably easier than dealing with Russia, right? <laughs> Possibly at this point. Although, the, although Ameri- you know, if this is mostly American, they won't be the first people who've filmed a movie or part of a movie in space. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the Russians did a little bit in the 80s, yes. which is way ahead of everyone. That's rad. I don't know if the movie's any good, but they did it. It doesn't matter, eh? The history books. No. I mean, we're talking about Tom Cruise, so. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, the, the man insists on doing all his own stunts. <laughs> Probably just so he can go to space at this point. <laughs> wonder if he can run, run in space. Now, uh, and anything coming up at the Stardome in the next couple of weeks that we need to know about? So we got our usual uh, slate of shows. Um, we're 
hoping at this point uh, to be running kind of Valentine's night on Valentine's Day. Mm. Um, so that'd be in a starry passion to the stars kind yeah. of thing. Very romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we've got plenty of shows, so we are still open, just the same as before. So if anyone wants to come down, that passion, of course, fully yeah. masked as well. Exactly. Yes. All the usual caveats. <laughs> All right, uh, Rob from the Stardom, thank you very much, and we will check in with you in a couple of weeks' time, brother. Uh, I, well, I think I think we'll have our old friend Josh back, oh, back right in a on. couple of weeks. Yeah. No worries, man. Thanks so much for uh, giving us your time. We appreciate it. No worries. See you soon. Cheers. Bye. Control, we are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM, thanks to the Stardom Observatory and Planetarium.